When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a holistic approach to childbirth that helps mothers reclaim and celebrate the spiritual, emotional, and psychological aspects of birth as a rite of passage. It is both informative and transformative as it prepares your heart and mind for parenthood. I'm Nicole Morales, a midwife, doula, and childbirth mentor, and today we're discussing the basics of birthing from within. This is Preggy Pals, episode 18. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise. What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? <laughs> Gotta make these pants fit. I've got kinkles. What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. I'm your host, Sunny Galt. We would like to hear from our listeners. If you have a comment or suggestion, please call our Preggy Pals hotline at 619-866-4775 and leave us a message. If you have an interesting birth story, well, we want to hear from you. And I'd love to talk with you guys via video Skype about your story, and we'll include that video on our website for everyone to see. It's all about growing and learning from other people's perspectives and their experiences as well. So if you're interested in that, go to preggypals.com slash submit your story and send us some initial information. Let's meet our panelists here in the studio. Hi, I'm Jackie Kleber. I'm 25. I'm a birth doula. Uh, the due date with this surrogate baby girl is November 29th. I have one three-year-old and I am going for an unmedicated hospital birth. My name is Misty Davies. I'm 33. I'm a gemologist. I'm due October 10th. It's a little girl, my first, and I'm hoping for unmedicated hospital birth. My name is Kate Gittens. I am 29. I'm a sales representative for Pearson Education. My due date is August 30th, and I do not know the gender of our little one. This is my first child, and I'd like a hospital medicated birth. Hello, I'm Rebecca Harrison. I'm 32. I'm a skincare professional with Mary Kay. Um, my baby girl is due on the 11th of September. Uh, this is my third kid. I have two little boys at home, and I am going to have a water birth. And you finally got your girl. I didn't know your other two kids were boys. Yeah. Yay! <laughs> you give me hope, Rebecca, because I have two boys at home, and I am going for a third. Oh, yeah, so. definitely. <laughs> After this, I don't need to go for anything else. <laughs> All right, welcome to the show, ladies. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. 
All right, we're starting a new segment here on Preggy Pals. We are talking about pregnancy apps. It seems to be all the rage, and there's tons of companies releasing different apps out there. So we're going to do our own little review of pregnancy apps and see what you guys like and what you didn't like. And, and today, I just wanted to open it up to the panelists. I asked them to kind of get out their iPhones here. They're all kind of looking on their iPhones now um, about what apps they are actually using and um, you know if they like them and what it enables them to do. So, Kate, let's start with you. Yeah, um, my favorite app is the baby bump app it allows you to do a lot of different things um they each day it tells you um something different about your pregnancy and what's happening within your body and one of the things i really like about it is the journal so each time that i maybe go to a doctor's appointment i write a little note in there to the baby about what the doctor said um and you can actually email this to yourself and print it out for your baby book so it's something that you can always refer back to you can have um your weekly photos in there and then once you get towards the end of your pregnancy, um, you can actually, it has a kick counter as well as a contraction monitor. So a lot of different things you can do. And there's actually a community site in here too where you can just learn a lot about what's what other people are, questions that they have and contribute to them. So something I've used every day in my pregnancy. Wow. And was it a free app or how'd you find it? Yeah, it's free um, for like the basic stuff, the information, the journal and photos and stuff. But then once you get further along, it's like a dollar to add the extra stuff so it's very cheap okay and you use a lot of apps so you giving it a a glowing recommendation it actually means a lot (laughs) yeah yeah it's my favorite um there's a couple like i mean there's a ton more you can download and baby center is another really good one that i like too okay and rebecca i I see you have your android out here yes yeah so what do you like um well i have a bunch of apps for my um itouch and so I don't really, since this is my third, I really didn't download anything new. Um, the ones that I, I liked, um, it was with my first, I really didn't have, that was four years ago. They didn't have that many great ones. Um, it's so weird to say, oh, it was four years ago. And, <laughs> but it's and it was like Stone Age. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I feel like we didn't even have phones back then. But um, <laughs> so I had, I had it on my iPod and it was for, um, it was just a kit count and contraction counter. Um, everything else I kind of used online, um, just because I couldn't find anything that I liked. So, um, I'm actually interested in looking at the baby bump. I I downloaded it. I just downloaded it. (laughs) So do you guys use it when you're bored? Do you use it? Is that what it is? It's a time filler, like when you're waiting for the elevator or whatever? Yeah. And I think I, I, like I said, I think my most favorite part of it is the journal and yeah. that comes with it it's free with the with the free version and it really just i look through it and i'm like you can monitor your weight you can monitor your mood your cravings and then what the doctor said about your appointment or just how you're feeling that day or if you just want to tell your baby something and then you can just always save that for them so it's kind of a neat and it's nice because your phone's always on you yeah. usually right yeah. and it's nice to have everything in one spot because i was writing things down here writing it down there and then it's like oh where where did it go right so it's nice to have everything in one spot so yeah, especially with your first, you're 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 just so excited about everything. You're you like, are. what the heck is going on? Uh-huh. So it's it's definitely nice to have. Right. I wish I would have had the baby bump. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, don't forget, Preggy Pals does have a free app as well, and you can listen to it on any device, including the Android, as well as the Kindle and Apple products. So they have great features like the ability to star your favorite episodes, as well as get instant access to our most recent episodes and social networking sites. So you'll never miss another episode. So uh, download your app today. Thanks, ladies. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft. Made with Tencel, it's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. 
entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Today, we're kicking off an ongoing series focused on childbirth preparation methods. Now, these are methods used to help empower you during labor and delivery. And in this episode, we're discussing birthing from within. Our expert is Nicole Morales, who appeared on our sister show, Parent Savers, to discuss how to heal after having a traumatic birth. Nicole is a midwife, doula, and childbirth mentor. So, Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. Um, I have to be honest, I don't know a lot about birthing from within, so I'm really excited to learn more about this and and the purpose of it is to really educate women who may want to take a class on this eventually. And I know you do teach classes on this as well. So let's just start from from the beginning with this. Um, what are the main principles that you teach in Birthing from Within? Um, birthing from Within, we, we I'd say the first principle is working with um, coping, coping skills, uh, coping tools, um, finding out what you already have in your bag of tools, um, also developing new ones in class, and we use experiential learnings. We all hold on to ice and, and talk about how are we going to cope with different things that arise in labor. So okay. um, so that's one of the first ones. The second one is um, that labor, labor isn't just a physical experience, and it's not linear necessarily either. Um, it involves a lot of things as you walk through the journey of labor, however it might look. Because the thing is, you know, we can generalize about what labor might be like, but there's, you know, every birth is so unique. Um, but as you walk that journey, um, you know, it also it encompasses a lot of uh, emotional and physical and um, and mental things going through that journey. And for some people, very spiritual experience as well. So, um just having that realization that as you walk that journey, you know, you might have these moments of doubt, unknowing, fear. Right. And how are you going to work through that? How are you going to how are you going to move from one point to the other when you sometimes you don't even know what to do? Yeah. So um, so that's that's I'd say some of the principles. We also look at it from um, four different perspectives, the mother's perspective, the partner's perspective, the baby's perspective. A lot of times, um, the baby's perspective of childbirth is always, um, it tends to be left out in this culture. Right. Um, so we do that as well as from the cultural point of view. Right. So, and, and we work through, work with women's fears as well. Okay. Now, prior to, you know, today's episode, had you guys heard of Birthing Within, our panelists here, and what had you heard? Or um, I had heard about it, but I wasn't, I didn't really know what it was, I, so I'm, curious to get more information so yeah and Rebecca you know you've had a couple pregnancies prior so you tried other methods right what have you yes. tried in the past um avoidance <laughs> <laughs> okay how'd that work <laughs> um, it didn't work out so well um avoidance was I think my with my first pregnancy because I was just so scared about it I had heard so many different traumatic um birth stories from my friends and relatives and so um, as soon as you find out you're pregnant, everybody wants to tell you their their story, um, which sometimes is good and sometimes it's not. So I just wanted to avoid it. Um, I figured the day would come, but I wouldn't be there. Um, <laughs> um, but I ended up um, doing some stuff online, just looking up information. Um, so that was definitely... I think I could have planned a little bit better. Um, so with the second, I really wanted something different um, because I didn't get the birth that I wanted. So um, I found hypnobirthing, and I loved that. And um, so I think that this is something that 
with more information, I'm big on education. So um, more information and education for on my part um, will just give me the, you know, this is my last my last baby, you know, as far mm-hmm. as I'm planning. And so I want it to be, you know, something that's a little bit different from my last, but still equally as, as special. So Yeah. So the big question, I guess, Nicole, would be, you know, how does birthing from within differ from other childbirth preparation methods? Well, it's really process-focused rather than outcome-focused. We really look at what the journey of childbirth and rather than the perfect package at the end, I guess you could say. And I'm not saying that all of the the different methods um, focus on that, but really about how to be aware and mindful as you are going through this experience you know, one step at a time rather than the whole thing and where you're going and getting caught up in the end result, which, of course, we, you know, we all want a healthy baby and a healthy family. Um, but, you know, we never know what the birth fairy brings brings to us. <laughs> the birth fairy, I like that. <laughs> so um, it also, also is in the type of education. We use a lot of experiential learning. I mentioned the ice earlier for pain coping. And so we can start building on how you start reacting to your environment and the things that we're doing in class, and we can build off of that. We can also look at um, your your strengths in the past and your own experiences and how you already have different resources that you can um, utilize that you've had you've experienced, you know, and how can we bring that to fruition um, in, during your your birth journey. So that's a bit different is experiential learning. We're also um, not necessarily using the intellectual brain. Um, I'm certain childbirth methods use a very, um, the forebrain, the intellectual brain for just, you know, that's kind of what we see as typical if we look back to childbirth classes from the past however many years, you know, somebody's at the chalkboard and they're lecturing. And um, so we really don't do that. Um, we integrate different things that are, that use different parts of your brain, which is more where you're going to be birthing. Because you don't birth in your intellectual brain. You birth in this mammalian brain. And so we definitely um, access that using art. We do art in class um, and just mostly to creative processes, uh, storytelling, as well as, you know, holding ice. <laughs> so um, it's, it's different because it utilizes different methods, and it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Are there, I mean, I, I know some of the women in here, for example, Rebecca's going for a water birth. Uh, are there certain types of ways that we want to birth our children that lend themselves to birthing from within better or no? No. Okay. No, I, I'd say that typically the person who comes from to birthing from within is looking at a natural childbirth, and that's usually who we get. But even somebody having a planned cesarean could benefit from birthing from within because you're really looking at how are you going to make a sacred birth sacred. I mean, your birth sacred no matter how you birth your baby because there's, there's not a right way of birthing right. at all. In fact, you know, I think that um, women who have births that they feel empowered by are sometimes ones who don't have exa- know exactly how they want to do it um, because we never know what happens within the birth process. And so... Um, how do you make it, no matter which turn it takes, um, a great event for you? So It sounds so wonderful and so peaceful, doesn't it? I, I love the idea. I, I don't think it's necessarily the most, I mean, there's, I think there's aspects of it that are peaceful, but also I think it kind of conjures this love warrior within moms. So yeah. it can be kind of a loud class. And, yeah. um, you know, we talk, talk about losing it and how appropriate that is. But it's very is. real. That's, I think that's what I really it, like it's, about it's it. It's very real. And, and at times it can be kind of raw. And it's, 
It's fun. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Something's going on and the wheels are turning over there. Oh, I, I just I just think that the interactions, you know, and it's not also about um, what I might have planned. It's also about what people are bringing to class. So, you know, it, classes class can change according to the people's needs in the class as well. So you kind of roll with it, whatever their needs are. Yeah, and and you know, we're also we're also tracking people and where where are they and what do they need and what are they asking for, um, and where are they going? Yeah. Um, you know, and because you're mentoring them and 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 what and what resources may they not be noticing that they have that we can bring attention to? Um, what are what's already working for them? Okay, so it's a very individual. Yeah, it's 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 very, it's individualized as a group. You know, there's some solution focus, but it those are more subtleties of what what the mentors are doing. I guess you could say as far as listening, listening, right? You know, um, but yeah, we can indi- we individualize it in certain ways, and um, we also play games. Um, role we have some role play games for labors of what the birth fairy <laughs> cards and the time cards, and play up what can what different scenarios can happen during labor, and <laughs> and every all the all the parents have these cards to throw in the center as what what things they can do with the different scenario that the birth fairy fairy brings. And oh, okay. So you know, we do that. Do some, do some labor support. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like what if? What if this happened? What if that happened? Yeah, well, and, and then plus you have these random cards, so you know, like twenty four hours later. <laughs> oh, <my. laughs> oh, help that woman! <laughs> so, what do you think is needed? We, I, I know you said that um, a lot of women that come to you or couples that come to you want a natural birth, but what is needed to be successful? Do you think at, at birthing from within, besides wanting a natural birth? Oh, I think mindful awareness, like approaching it mindfully, so that. You're not going in with this idea that I'm not going to be there for my birth. <laughs> and, and, and not to say that that's – the thing is, I mean, we're laughing, but I think that's one way that we do cope is that we check out. Right. You know, and but, – but what we're looking at is really being present for the birth of our baby and being connected as a family for the birth of the baby. Um, I think that's quite important. Um, but also – you know, as a hunter, you know, I, I mean, we're talking about gathering lots of information here, but we're also like looking, we're hunting. What do we want in our birth? What does it taste like? What does it feel like? What does it smell like? And how are we going to get all those things so that we can we can get what we want and prepare for what we want, even if what we want isn't exactly what approaches us? But what's the next best thing? Mm-hmm. You know, um, how do we make decisions when we don't know what to do? You know, it's conjuring that love warrior. And, you know, this is this is the time in our lives. You know, you only do it so many times. Unless you're Michelle Duggar. And you only do it so many times, and it's really about seizing the day. Yeah. Ha, you know, this is it. This is this is your time to really flourish, no matter how you birth, birth your baby. Yeah. So. I love the idea of viewing birth as a rite of passage. You know, we mentioned that earlier in the show, and and I don't I don't know if I really viewed it that way. You know, um, I think much more about the pregnancy as opposed to the birth, and maybe that's because, you know, with this last baby that I had was a, a planned cesarean based on complications from a vaginal birth I had with my firstborn, and I just didn't want to think about what was happening as I was having the C-section because it wasn't what I wanted. You know, even though it was planned, and I think it was probably one of the best C-sections you. 
you can have if you have to have one. I tried to make the most of it. Um, but, you know, kind of like you, Rebecca, I just kind of wanted to check out because it was um, not something that... Hard to deal with emotionally? It was very hard to deal with emotionally. And, and I thought that, um, you know, it, you know, having a, a planned cesarean is, is tough because you know, I mean, I knew that I had to have it right after I had my firstborn. So it was just one of those things I don't think I ever fully coped with it. But I, I love the idea of really thinking about birth as a rite of passage. Like, this is how we come into this world, and it can be a very beautiful thing. But like you said, stuff is going to happen. How do we cope with that? It's not a perfect thing. Yeah, and it, as a rite of passage, I mean, it, it's not just a birth, but it's also a death. And and by saying that, and you know, you, your whole family unit changes with every baby. Mm-hmm. You know, you as a, a, you as a maiden really dies, and as a mother, you're born. And as a mother of two children, you, again, who you are dies and you're reborn again as a mother of three. And so, you know, that's, that's also looking at how, how, how are you going to adjust your, your temple of family, you know, in your life so that it can flourish. But also, there's, there is this mourning that happens with each birth, you know, and, 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 that's, and that's one way to see birth is that really when you get to that moment that, that, you know, you're re- reborn in a way. Mm-hmm. Did you feel that way? You know, as far as um, when she was talking about having other kids and every time you have a baby, it's like, you're right, that relationship that you had with your firstborn looked differently when you're second. Yeah, and and I think it changes, like, um, sorry, I got all emotional while you were talking about that. <laughs> <clears throat> I just think that for me, um, my, my pregnancies are so difficult, um, and I'm just really uncomfortable too, but... Um, so for me, it is definitely a journey, and it is something that I have surrendered to and um, planned, um, prepared for. Um, so for me, that is a sacrifice. It is my family is morphing. It is changing, and it's it's definitely a learning experience. And it it's it's something that you really can't I can't I can't really fully express. But it it is wonderful, and like there is that different transition after each one you know with the first you you only have one you know and you're clueless and you have no you have no idea what to do with the second you're like okay I've kind of been here before and you know for me with the third it's like okay I've been here before but this it's kind of bittersweet you know it's like okay this is my last or maybe it won't be but you know that's what I'm planning at least so it's kind of like and with that third and that third though there's something I think that happens where you just appreciate all of those little things yeah. for your baby because you know the, how fast they grow up. Oh, yeah. My kids are getting huge. <laughs> <laughs> they're still little, and they're, they're huge. <laughs> <laughs> What's the best way, Nicole, in your opinion, to learn this information? Because for childbirth classes, it's not always just about going to a class, but what is the best way to learn? What are, I guess, what are our options, and then what do you think is the best way? Well, I, I, the options are taking a, taking a childbirth class series, um, you know, there's there's six week ones offered out there, four week out offered. If you can't find one um, going on in your region, um, I know Pam England, um, who who's the the founder of Birthing from Within. She does them um, Skype, I think, um, from Albuquerque. She's she's amazing. Um, so childbirth classes definitely. Also, um, you know, you can access different things. She has a blog called Birth Peeps. You can do that. Also, a Birthing from Within book. So, you know, just peruse the book and do some, a lot of the activities and, and really just spend some time focusing on this pregnancy. But also, I think one of the biggest resources is yourself. And, you know, we don't always look inside ourselves as to, 
you know, what our dreams are, what our, our strengths are, how we have, what our co- different coping skills are in the moment. You know, how are we going to embrace this journey? Um, all the different ways it could unfold. Um, you know, we're really looking at how you're already parenting and connecting with this child right now. So, mm-hmm. okay, well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about what you can expect if you decide to take a birthing within class. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We are talking about childbirth preparation methods. This is a new series we've launched on Preggy Pals, and today's focus is birthing from within, and our special expert is Nicole Morales. So, Nicole, I know you teach um, birthing from within classes, so let's talk a little bit about those classes. When should we start taking these classes? When's a good time? I I think the best time to start taking classes um, is when your partner can start feeling the baby move. There's some kind of shift that happens in them when they can put their hand on your belly and feel that baby move. So anytime between then and when the baby comes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because we have two women in here who are about to pop. Is it it too late at a certain time? Do you say, "Um, I don't know how much you would Well, you can't can't take a six-week series. And I have to say that, you know, there's different mentors who will do crash courses. But I do think that six weeks is nice because there's some sense of integration. You know, that you, you you grow each week and then you kind of sit with it and then you come back and it spirals. It's a, it's like a spiraling education. So, you know, you, you sit with it, it sits with you, and then you come back and then you, you, you're growing in what you're learning inside yourself as well as, you know, as about different things about childbirth. Um, so I, I prefer the six-week, but then the other ones are fine too. And, of course, you could have a, a crash series, you know, <laughs> if you're due tomorrow. <laughs> Do you have to have a partner in the class? No, you don't. In fact, we have people who bring doulas or sisters or mothers or even come by themselves. I usually have, um, I often have a doula who sits in through class. And so they can become, if there is any partner activities, they can join in. But no, you don't have to have a partner. Okay. So. All right. And then how long are these classes? We said six weeks total, but I mean the individual classes. So when you arrive, is it three hours? What is it? It depends. Um, Some of the mentors here um, do it for three hours for four classes. It's usually around a 12-hour class. I I do two-hour classes um, for six six, um, sessions. Okay. So. All right. And let's talk about what you experience in those classes. I, I know each class is different, and it may vary from mentor to mentor, but walk us through what a typical class is like. Oh, well, if we all get together and talk and um, see if there's something that comes up in conversation. So we might move into talking about that. Um, and then I guess, okay, so so with, within a class, I guess you could say you have an appetizer, <laughs> so, a side dish, some meat and potatoes or tofu and potatoes if you're a vegetarian, <laughs> and, then some, and then some dessert. Okay. So um, typically we get together, see what comes up, and then we'll probably hold on to some ice for, for a while and talk about what it's like holding that ice and what's working for people and what their mind does while they do things and um, kind of connect that to what we've done before and at previous classes. And then we'll move into something like optimal baby positioning, yeah. um, how you sit in your chair um, <laughs> and how baby can be, you know, in a better position, you know, right. for birth. Right. Um, and so, We're all adjusting our position. <laughs> <in> our <chairs. laughs> um, and, and then maybe something like we'll do a, a labor physiology or um, the models out there for the obstetrical system, like let's say Friedman's curve where you're supposed to dilate as a centimeter per hour past five centimeters or um, the stages of labor. And then 
maybe do some an alternative birthing from within model, um, something like the labyrinth, for mm-hmm. instance. Tell us about the labyrinth and what that is. Um, well, the labyrinth is something that people use in many different cultures around the world. It's multicultural. I mean, you can f- you find it in Peru, you found it in Brazil, and um, some of the government bu- buildings in Brazil, and um, the cathedrals in France and in Ireland, and Native Americans have. Um, have different types of labyrinths that you walk in. The interesting thing is cross-culturally it is about transformation or about the journey, the mindful journey. And it is a different representation than stages of labor or Friedman's curve because you know, the nice thing about a labyrinth is different than a maze because it's one path into the center and one path out. And so it is a very good representative of childbirth because it's also about not worrying about getting to that center. It's about walking that path. And it's a well-worn path that we're walking, you know, that labyrinth. You know, as I said, it's been walked many times in different cultures. But, you know, for the path of childbirth, you know, it's also been walked by your grandmother and her grandmother and her grandmother. It's been walked many times, and it's well-worn. And as you're walking it, even though there's only one path to the center, sometimes there's this moments of, wait, am I doing this right? Am I um, going the wrong way? Am I closer than I think I am? And so these gates of doubt and fear and unknowing as you're running, going to the center are different things that represent our, our experiences or possibly represent our experiences on the way to the center, which is birthing. And getting to the center, you know, it might take 24 hours or 30 hours or five hours. I don't know what it will be for you. But once you get to the center and birth your baby, walking out can be two to three years. So you can be walking out and still walking in on another labyrinth at the same time, you know, if you have more than one child. Okay. So that's that's the represent, that's the idea of the labyrinth. So we would do something like that, and then for a dessert for the class, we'd do something sweet, whether it be a video or a poem or or a special, um, nice ending yeah. to class. So. As far as curriculum, so to speak, is concerned, are there certain things that you make sure that throughout a six-week series you definitely hit on, and what are those things? Uh, definitely hit on um, different things with stretches and exercises in pregnancy. Um, uh, and this is some of this is personal because each person right. you know personalizes. I, I definitely hit on nutrition. Um, I tend to get people get people to write down what they eat for a week, and I deal with them outside of class, okay. and just talk a little bit about blood volume expansion and importance of protein and excitement like that. Um, also do labor support, hands-on labor support. Um, you know, in class that'd be positions, um, that'd be massage. Uh, get out the proposal and, you know, do different things like that, um, as well as uh, we definitely work with fears. Fears is really a totem in the sense that, you know, we don't ignore them. And I, I think that's also another thing that might be different from other different childbirth classes rather than, you know, saying, oh, we're not going to, you know, we're going to have this only to only listen to really great things. We're going to really listen to ourselves. Okay. And, 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 you know, fears are in, in this culture, you know, we're affected by the cultural fears, which are pretty big. Um, we're talked. To, we're affected by the person in the grocery store who wants to download all of their our, of their birth issues on you. Um, <laughs> we also have our own intuition, and it's hard to decipher between all of those different things. So, really, looking at your fears and, and looking them straight in the eye, looking in all those little dark corners of the room, and seeing what's there. And you know, if if this decides to present at my labor, this is how I'm going to cope with it. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you can shut the door and lock the you know lock it and. And then if it does show up during your birth experience, then you can say, okay, 
this is how I, I, I'm going to cope. So, And I'm sure you get feedback when people, you know, after they have their babies, and do they generally feel like, okay, you know, whatever I was thrown at, I had the skills that I needed to be able to cope with that? Yes, generally, generally. I, you know, it, it, sometimes just knowing that you're not going to exactly know what to do is helpful. <laughs> right. Um, but, yeah, you know, I mean, that there's a certain, a certain amount of resiliency, but also looking at those experiences and seeing those things that you did do right when the unexpected happened um, or looking at it and being able to reframe, reframe the birth as it unfolds, even if it isn't what you expected as being sacred, you know, and, and instead of um, framing it as, oh, you know, a very cold hospital cesarean birth. It could be, wow, we had this great intimacy behind that curtain, my partner and myself so that we could connect during the birth and oh, I'm lying down on this table, and and the or it's not just a table; it's mud, and the energy of the earth is coming up through me. I, I, however, somebody decides to reframe it, but looking at different ways in which you can make it yours and claim it. If you choose to do birthing from within, you, I mean, your your typical like patients or like, women they they deliver in hospitals, or is it like home births? Is it all different types of just for for the classes. I'm, I mean, I'm also a midwife, so and I do do home births, so I have my home home birth world. Not that I haven't done doula work um, in hospitals, but for classes, I, I, it varies. I usually have a mix of um, home, hospital, birth center birth center in the hospital, birth center out of the hospital. Um, it's usually mixed. I, the, the class I'm, I'm entering right now is all hospital. So it's been a while since I had all, all the couples be in the hospital, but they are. So. Is it helpful to group them like that, if possible, because no. there's more? No. Okay. In fact, I think, that, I think that the hospital couples are amazing gifts for home birth, and I think home birth couples are amazing gifts for hospital births, birthing families. Um, because different questions are asked and you're always like, oh, it's good that they're learning about this, is what one person might say. But really, they, they're also experiencing those things. Well. Because you never know what presents. Right. So. right. so what are we looking for? If, if we determine that we want to pursue you know, this type of childbirth method, how do we find a good mentor or educator in our area? What's your recommendation on that? Go to the Birthing from Within website. Um, that's the first place to start, is that you're going to see – um, different mentors listed. Um, some are certified uh, mentors. There's less of those. Um, those are people who've gone through a certain amount of years and a certain amount of training and, and gotten their full certification. Um, but there's there's other mentors on there as well who are still in process. Um, that's that's the best place to go. And, and give them a call. Talk to them. See if you connect. I think you should do that no matter what you choose as far as what, you know, whether it's hypnobirthing or proudly or whatever, call your mentor and or your teacher and just talk to them and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm thinking and get a feel for them. Um, see if that's something that you want to do. What about moms that are that want a doula? Should they get a doula that's specifically familiar with birthing from within? Or what do you recommend? Well, I don't think that they should. should um, I think having a doula is a great resource, first of all. Um, I think what's important is that your doula is open to you howling and moaning and making noise and being it's and it's okay to lose it and there's not a right way of birthing i think that's that's the big thing is that there shouldn't be this way of containing the woman i mean i think that there's sometimes important to have a container for birth um so that moms um save their resources Mm -hmm. um but i think that there's um another place of just appreciating that 
moms, there's, there's, that birth doesn't look a particular way or sound a particular way, um, that it can look many different ways. And just that their doula is mindful and present and connect, and that they connect with them. So, Okay. Very good. Well, thank you, Nicole, for being here and for sharing all this information with us. Of course, the resources that we mentioned on today's show will be sure to put on the episodes page of our website. So we want to hear about your experiences when it comes to birthing from within. We can just share all this information. You can leave a comment on the website page for this episode. And you can also, if you do that, we'll enter you in a contest to win a free copy of the book Labyrinth of Birth. And it's from Pam England, which Nicole mentioned earlier, and she was talking about the labyrinth. So this is a book about that. Obviously, Pam England is the founder of Birthing From Within. Pam also has written a book called Birthing From Within, imagine that, that we will include in our online store. So those are some great resources for you if you need some more information. Before we wrap today's show, here are some maternity fashion trends. Hello, Preggy Pals. I'm Crystal Stubendeck, maternity fashion expert and founder of Borrow For Your Bump, where you can buy and rent designer maternity styles for a monthly rate. Unless you have an unlimited clothing budget, you're probably wondering how you'll get through these next few months of maternity dressing without breaking the bank. You want inexpensive choices that will still look stylish. In this segment, we will go through the must-have maternity wardrobe essentials that are versatile and won't break the bank. The first must is a good pair or two of footless leggings. A fit that is over the belly provides extra support and coverage, where a fit under the belly can feel more normal and familiar. Leggings are extremely versatile and can be dressed up with a long tunic, worn under a dress, or more casually for yoga and running errands. I recommend a black pair and a gray pair. Likely you will be living in these during and post-pregnancy, so it is worth paying for a high-quality style. I like the fold-over legging for the summer months or the underbelly cropped legging by LA Made. Another must-have is the classic white button-down. No need to invest in one. Just sneak the comfortable and elegant top from your man's closet. Make sure to wear a size or two larger so it drapes and flatters your new shape. Dress it up with black tailored jeggings by Seraphine for the office or go for the classic look with cuffed boyfriend jeans like Jimmy Jimmy Jeans by Paige Denim and complete the all-American look with loafers. You can also add a belt if the style looks too frumpy. Don't forget about an empire waist dress. This is a style which has a belt or a tie below the bust and above the bump and usually is long and flowing towards the bottom. This must-have dress is perfect for before, during, and after pregnancy. For a cute day version, try the braided halter dress by Maternal America. For a sexy night style, try the beaded long cocktail dress by Seraphine. Another must-have is the latest trend, tummy bands. These lifesavers create a faux waistband for extra coverage. Keep your back half from being exposed by adding the tummy band to many of your pre-pregnancy clothes, which will add a few more inches to many of your pants while you are in the transitional phase. The tummy band also replaces a cami tank top, which can be hot during the summer months. The tummy band acts as an extra layer, is made of a stretchy material which will grow with your bump, and is also breathable to keep you cool. And who can forget about the little black dress, also known as the LBD? This look is timeless and a fashion staple to any wardrobe style. Choose a high-quality material like thick cotton jersey or rayon, which will have plenty of stretch, and with the right fabric, you can enjoy this piece long after pregnancy. This dress can be versatile from pairing with a blazer for the office or dressing it up with bold jewelry for a wedding. 
Cardigans are another must-have, especially longer tailored styles that can transform your outfit and keep you warm even during the summer months when the indoors can be chilly. Choose longer styles that have buttons or ties so that there is structure, otherwise you could look frumpy. Our favorite look to pair with a cardigan is any skinny pant. You can't go wrong with black skinny pants and a nude shoe or even a pair of edgy skinny cargo trousers by Seraphine. The edgy zipper detail on the skinny cargos are offset by a soft look of a cardigan. Our favorite cardigan pick is the Elise Cardigan by Nam, which has a fun dip dye detail. The last wardrobe must-have on our list is a go-to tee. There's nothing easier and more comfortable. Unless you have the body of Giselle Bunchen, hide your midriff by choosing long, stretchy styles that will grow with you. Those tees with roof sides and a high-quality fabric are sure to show off your bumps. And to add a fabulous feel to your basic tee, add a blazer, chunky necklace, jeans, and animal print flats. Transform your wardrobe with pieces that are comfortable, classic, and will last well beyond your pregnancy months. Don't forget to check out more maternity must-haves at borrowforyourbump.com and be sure to listen to Preggy Pals for more great pregnancy tips. That wraps up our show for today. If you have a specific question relating to your pregnancy, feel free to call our Preggy Pals hotline and you can ask our experts. That number is 619-866-4775. You can also send us an email through our website. If you have an idea for a future episode, we would love to hear your ideas. You can email us through the website at preggypals.com. Thanks for listening to Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.